Welcome back to the Bunt, the People's Podcast, brought to you by the number one shoe in skateboarding. Vans. Off the wall since 1960, motherfucking six. Jones, I got my main man, the ghost, with me. We got Ants one behind the scenes as usual. It's a cool thing. Still, buckle up, cause y'all are in store for another goddamn certified barn burner coming from the Bump Boys. Ghost, what we got going on this week? Reggie, it's none other than legend in the game, Chad Timtim, one of the nicest dudes we've had on the show. It was such a pleasure to get to know him a little bit. Then you know what time it is. We taking it straight to the post office. Yo, one more week, people. Get your voice notes in. Leo Ranks, all the homies. Theo Banks, still dead apparently. Hopefully he comes back from the grave. But yo, get, get your voice notes and emails in. Then you know what time it is. It's the Rundown, the skateboard world source for sports. Reggie, we got a, a hype episode for the people. Man, they all hype episodes, baby. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Bunt Live. Like us on Facebook at The Bunt. And get your emails into TheBuntLive at gmail.com, like the ghost said. And check out our website, man. If you've missed any episodes over the years, they're all there. Nobody's missing nothing no more. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for, the ghost shout-out of the week. Reggie, it was a slow week. But two days ago from this recording, Free Skate Mag hit us over the head again. And yo, when I saw on my YouTube that they posted a new thing, I actually tried to not want to make it shout out of the week. I was like, no, nah, I can't. Donald's calling me out for just saying everything they post. But I, I watched the part. It's literally six minutes of epic lines, good style, and some bangers at the end. Homie's got a beautiful switch tray. It's none other than I'd never heard of him before. Dylan Hughes part in today now over at Free Skate Mag. We're gonna watch it after this episode. I think you're gonna like it. Enough respect. Switch Trey Gang, stand up. That one you did down the double set. Whew. The only thing I would have changed is I would have taken that Nolly heel out. No, because he does like switch front big, this double set, beautiful switch tray, then Nolly heel, and then switch back big last trick. I would have just removed the nollie heel, do switch tray, switch front big, switch back big, last trick. Mm. Anyways, other than that, fucking flawless. Enough respect, blood. I know you're getting paid by them. You think I'm getting a little something on the side? I know you're getting something on the side, dog. This is getting out of hand. I'm going to have to talk to our lawyers and get your bank statements checked, G. <laughs> yeah. Cash and checks ain't even telling the whole Free homies. skate mag all day, baby. Oh, it's an ad now. <laughs> so like we said, we got Chad Tim Tim in the building. Guy's been around for a long, long time. I feel like I knew him before we even interviewed him. I've been watching him skate for so long. Seven-year glitch, time to shine, trio, transmission. The parts are endless. A real role model type figure in the skate game. Happy to have him inside Studio E. And massive shout out to Jason Hernandez. You'll understand why once you uh, hear the interview. Hmm. Only one thing left to do, my G. 
Oh shit, I almost forgot. Let me just take a couple steps over to the fridge, <laughs> grab a couple of these green cans. Crack. <laughs> oh shit. Canada's premium pilsner, Steam Whistle, the only buzz. We have Chad Tim Tim inside Studio E. How's it going, man? I'm doing pretty good. It's beautiful here in Long Beach, California. Hell yeah, man. It's beautiful up here in Canada during the summer, too. So taking advantage of these couple months. Yeah, I bet. So we start every show off the same. Hit us with your favorite skate and sports moment. Wow. Favorite, I'll go with sports first. Is probably, um, I think it was the second time Kobe and Shaq won. NBA finals. Oh, oh, oh my god. god. Here we <laughs> go. I grew up a Lakers fan. I was born with it, so it's in my blood. So this year's looking really good. Okay, okay. You big fan of LeBron? Uh sure. Now that he's a Laker, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Makes it a little different. LA's LA the battle for LA is gonna be interesting this year, so we'll see. Like Scott Kane pretty much was saying the same thing last week. He's a Lakers guy too. But me and him agreed that we hate LeBron, but he's still rooting for the Lakers because it's like he's he diehard, I guess. I'm like, actually, I think I'm going to cheer for the Clippers in the, in the Battle of L.A. next year. Even though Kawhi left you guys? We got no yeah. hard feelings. No hard. Yeah, he blessed us a championship mm-hmm. in, amazing. out, shake it all about. We good now. That's so amazing. <laughs> shake it all about? <laughs> yeah. Skateboard moment? I'll say this. Uh, I think one of the most influential videos in in my life was Ben Mouse. And I lived next door to a guy that used to screen print all the like girl chocolate boards. It was called Indian Damn. Ink. And he gave me a ticket to a premiere and I had no idea what it was. I was like 16. And I went to the premiere and uh, I, saw, I got to sit next to Cream Campbell and Marcus McBride. Didn't even really know who they were at the time. So Damn. that was one of my like greatest moments in skateboarding for me. That's so sick. Yeah. Where'd you come up and how'd you get into skating to begin with? Well, I grew up in Southern California, so you kind of do everything, you know, it's always, mm-hmm. weather is always permitting. So it's, you BMX, you skate, you surf, you, whatever it is, you know. Um, scooters. Excuse me? Nah, no scooters. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have scooters then, so um, I think... I think I skated off and on, but I think really, I really started, like when I tried to like do tricks, I guess it's like, I was 14. So going into uh, high school, like that summer was like, that was like, uh, I started because of the rec center by my house. All the kids used to meet there and go skate. And that's where it started for me. That seems like a, a, a bit of a late start, not too, too late, but to then accomplish what you've done, like starting to do tricks at 14. That's impressive. So you stated you had a pretty hectic home life in your younger years. How important was skating to you as a, as a teenager? It was everything. It was a way to uh, escape home. And it was a way to just like deal with everything that's going on. And it wasn't like, it wasn't where it was, I didn't want to be home because I didn't want to, like face anything that was going on at home with like my parents and and so skateboarding was a way for me to escape a healthy way Mm -hmm. and 
and I also worked at a young age. So I started working when I was right when I started skating. I started working to help pay rent and stuff like that. So I was pretty busy. I go to school, I skate, and then go to work. So I tried. I was only I was only home to sleep pretty much. You know. What was your job back then? Uh, I worked at this seafood restaurant in Sunset Beach called Captain Jack's. I was a busboy. <laughs> Sick. Sick. Get your water, take your plate. That's it. I respect the hustle, man. <laughs> so what was your first big break in the skate industry? First big break, I, I uh, skated for a shop in Sunset Beach called H2O. And uh, actually was, at the time, I didn't know, but Chad Denena, who owned Nixon watches, worked for it. Uh, this guy Vibe owned it, and then Bill Keller, who is a, a sales rep in the area, who kind of hooked up everybody in the area, and he worked for Soltech. So my first like that was my shop, and then I would get shoes from Bill Keller, and I get like S or Etnies or whatever Americas or whatever it was. So that was kind of the first hookup, and then I went skating with a friend of mine named Jeff Azer, and he uh, he was good friends with uh, Chet Thomas. And so he was the only one in the area that filmed, and it was him and, and Beagle, who you know Beagle now. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, so us three were the ones we grew up. We, like, first couple years of skating was, like, us three, and that's who I filmed with. And then my footage got to Chet Thomas, and then Chet Thomas got me on Globe Shoes and yeah. then Dwindle Flow. I was on Dwindle Flow for a while, and that was, like, when it was World, A-Team, uh, blind, um, I forget what else was on at that era. And I wish I got to have an A team board. So hyped on <laughs> on the Rodney Day One videos and like all that stuff. But like it was like a little bit before. They had the sickest ads, man. Yeah. Do you guys remember the contest? Like if you did a trick, there. Yeah. So every every pro like had a trick. Like Rodney mm-hmm. Mullins was like a nose man, your nolly flip, nolly tray out. And if you did that, you would get like a package from Dwindle. Yeah, what? and then, and then Chris Cole did everybody's trick. He did like Sean <laughs> Mosley's, Rod, Rodney Mullins, Chet Thomas, and uh, and uh, Mark Johnson's trick. And so that's kind of how Chris Cole got noticed. <laughs> Dude, wasn't Gershon's like the most insane trick? It was like that weird like pogo thing or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I remember that. I was like in one of the first Transworlds I ever had. I think, and it's like a over a pyramid, like a pogo. I don't know. It was weird. I think I'm, I thought it was maybe Tampa Am Mm. or I'm sorry, Tampa skate park. Yeah. He does like a pogo, but like you don't grab. Yeah. And you're not like touching the ground or anything like midair pogo. (laughs) It's so crazy. (laughs) So sick. Well, Donald started skating a year before me, so I don't know about him, but for me, my first memory of you was seven year glitch. You were flying off everything at the time, (laughs) flying off ramps, jumping down gaps, skating all kinds of rails. What was that era like for you? And uh, just from the outside looking in, just the the New Deal team looked like they were having the most fun. Yeah, uh, for sure. I think we were the underdogs. New Deal was kind of on its last leg. And um, we had a, dude, we had Ricky Iola on there, you know, Kenny Reed, Rob G, uh, Ryan Johnson, Chad Barty, and there's so many. Fabrizio. Fabrizio, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to forget somebody, you know. And uh, I think I think we kind of knew, like we had something special, and we were trying to like make New Deal what it was in the past, or or just bring light to it. 
And uh, that's when Kenny Reed moved out to Barcelona. And that was when Barcelona was like, everything was brand new, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, Machba wasn't what it was. And all the legends at Sans were all still there. And it's like, it was crazy. And like, every, like we skated some of the spots, like, oh, I don't even know what one it was. But it was like the first time anybody's ever skated it. You know, this wow. is like so 99, 2000, you know? And so, yeah, it was definitely... That whole process was, uh, for me, just learning to live, like, internationally, you know? Yeah. Because that was, like, the first time I really, like, traveled outside of the country with was with New Deal guys, so it was a special place. Watching uh, your seven-year glitch part again today, like, the, the out ledge at Makba still goes through the crack. Yeah, the keyhole. It, it yeah, looks so, keyhole. like, perfectly square. Like, it's not rounded yet and shit. Like, yeah. definitely <laughs> or early, like, Barcelona days for sure. Yeah, it was, uh, you could skate there any time back then. Now it's like kind of limited, but that was any time of day. That The keyhole ledge was super scary and um, just, yeah, it was all squared. Yeah, like you said, it was all squared up. It was rad. Switch 50180, man. Respect. Yeah, that was a nice little one-two, man. Thanks. Thanks. So we were big fans of Fabrizio Santos when we were young and you got to spend some time with him. Do you have a Fabrizio story for the people? <laughs> Yeah, uh, I remember we couldn't find him in Las Vegas one time. And uh, <laughs> I remember he just took off randomly. And I went into this, like, huge bathroom. There was, like, 50 stalls. And I'm like, Fabrizio, you in here? And he's like, and he was like, no one said anything. But I look, like, down the stall. It's like, if you could see him all lined up, I see his shoes. Yeah. And I'm like, what the <laughs> hell? Why is it? I could see his shoes, but not his legs. So I walk down there and I'm like, is he in there? And I go go to him and he's like, I can see through the crack. He's standing on with his shoes off. He's standing on the toilet trying to take a dump. He's like, I can't take a dump, man. What? I can't, I can't take a shit. <laughs> so he's squatting, trying to get it out. And he was sweating. I was like, all right, man, I'll be outside. Let me know when you're done. And I was just stuff that was so random. <laughs> oh my God. That's how I God. found him. <laughs> oh, I'm glad we asked, yo. <laughs> That's definitely had to be unearthed. It's legendary. Wow. So we had your teammate Aaron Johnson on earlier this season. Oh wow. He told us a bit about the the Pop War days. So how come New Deal came to an end and then what was going on between the end of New Deal and then you guys starting Pop War? So what I understand is that New Deal was not selling like it like the it was under giant distribution. And it wasn't selling like they wanted to. And they, they th- I think they wanted something fresh. And um, it was Yogi Proctor, who did a lot of artwork for America. He kind of made America how the green color looks. Right. So he had a, he, he kind of had a direction and uh, came to Giant with Cairo. I think that's how it goes. And Cairo wanted to do something at real distribution or with real, but they didn't. They weren't into it at Deluxe, sorry. And uh, they 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 said we don't have room because uh, God's just started crooked, and so he came to Giant looking to do a new thing, and he was boys with Kenny Reed, and then he picked a handful of us from New Deal, and that's how kind of how the whole transformation started. And if I jump back a little bit, it was actually. We didn't have a name for it first. It was called Populous. And that was, mm. so we did a run of boards between then with no art direction. 
And then that's when Yogi came over. And then he had a full direction with Pop War. And it was like the war on pop culture. And uh, uh, oh, okay. So that's why, like, one of their famous taglines is says, be popular. But if, if you take the word Pop War and just extend the W, it looks like popular, but it actually says Pop War. And so mm-hmm. it was a cool little twist that we had with it all and stuff. So, yeah, we were at the Pop War demo in, in Toronto, man. Oh, yeah. We went to everyone. Of course we were there. Yeah. Uh, was I there? Um, I don't think so, was it? <laughs> Shit, I don't remember. I Like, we filmed that Kenny Reed trick, which we poached from the demo and put it oh. in our video. Oh, yeah. But I don't remember who was there and who wasn't. Did you come Did you come to Toronto? On I think you guys did, like, a Canada tour, maybe. Yeah, yeah I think so. Oh, yeah, because we, um, we did a whole, like, tour article. What was that? In Transworld, I think it was. Yeah, I was So you were there? there. Yeah, I was pretty sure I was there, yeah. <laughs> Nobody knows, man. Damn. I, I didn't make an impression, obviously, but... Uh. <laughs> oh, man. I'm trying so hard to remember yeah. now to not make you feel like that. I literally only remember Kenny because we were filming tricks of him on the... Yeah, album. like, I, I remember zero tricks from the demo other than the back 5-0. Yeah. Zero God. tricks? Like, I don't remember a single trick from the demo, not because it wasn't dope, but it was so long ago that I actually just don't remember. I just that remember being really there, long, catching man. a board... And Kenny reads back five zero. <laughs> <laughs> you remember the product toss? Well, I caught course. a board. Hell yeah! I think you it was the well. first time I ever caught one. <laughs> so, in your time to shine intro, you talk about the ultimatum you gave yourself, where if you weren't making enough money to live, you would quit skating. That was around two thousand and five. Fast forward fourteen years, you're a legend and veteran in the pro ranks. Were you just going to fully quit skating, or just quit doing it professionally? And what were the six-figure-a-year opportunities you spoke of? Because me and Seifa are looking for some jobs. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, at the time filming for Time to Shine, I, I was in the middle of getting married. And I was 20, 24, 25. And I was pro. I turned pro 22. So I've been pro for a couple of years. And then my income just started declining. I didn't have a footwear sponsor um, pop or was kind of on its way out and so I was I, I was at this crossroad like either I keep skating or I find a job to provide for my wife you know mm-hmm. and my brother-in-law worked or his family owns a car dealership and, and that's where I was gonna like all right I'm gonna have a career there where I it wasn't like a hundred grand it was like I can make up to a hundred yeah. thousand a year, you know? So right. I'm like, Oh, you know, that job. was kind of a sales job or, or, um, I wanted to become a mechanic cause I love working on things. So, mm-hmm. and, uh, that was, that was kind of like, okay, I'm going to go to mechanic school and be this mechanic at this car dealership. And then, um, Jason Hernandez was like, why don't let's film a video part, you know, let's film this trans world part and see where it goes. And he really helped me push me, you know, like, let's do this. And I was like, okay, if I, if I do this uh, and nothing happens, then I know, then I know yeah. that uh, I'm not, I'm not meant to be here. And Damn. that was, that was where I was at, you know? So shout out to Jason. <laughs> Big shout Serious. out to Jason, man. Cause yeah. 14 years later, still putting out banging clips. Um, yeah. uh, so was he the good homie who like knew what you were thinking? Like he knew you were think you were kind of on the fence. And like, yeah. we're just like, yo, let's do this together. Yeah, he, I've known Jason for a long time and 
back in high school, or we went to different high schools, but we just knew each other. And, and this was a project that he made it really easy for me. You know, he, whatever, there was no excuse. With Jason, when you go film with him, it's no excuse. You need a bridge? I'll build you a bridge right now. You know, you want to move, we want to move that building? I'll move the building. Like, he'll, <laughs> he'll figure out a way. He makes it happen. Yeah. So in that part, you were skating Vans a lot. Was there ever some talk of you getting on Vans? Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I've heard several stories at the time that, you know, they had a contract ready for me. Um, Damn. And then I and then I heard that it didn't fall through because of team manager, marketing director at the time. Mm-hmm. And then I and then I heard of one of the team writers didn't want me. So I've heard like three different. I don't know what's mm. the truth, you know. And um, mm-hmm. I went on a couple of trips with them, and I've, I mean I got along with everybody, but you know I get it, and I you know I'm not gonna mesh with everyone, and it's a huge team. You know, <laughs> it's enormous. Yeah, you look mighty fine in those half cabs, B. You know, I was just, I was just about to say, like everybody, a lot of people tell me, like you're the reason I wore half cabs, and I'm like, sick. I wish that would have worked out, but it didn't. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think you had them on in that one line where you do nollie back one eighty up the sidewalk, switch heel, front side half cab heel, and then back lip fakie. Mm, yeah. Maybe, maybe not. But anyways, that line, I just love that line because the flat ground was like Mach 10 and so proper. Uh, and we all know how hard it is to do a fucking flat ground trick in a line, man. God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. We broke the news on this contest last week our favorite one from chpo brand the entries are pouring in create your own chpo brand ad and you could have a box coming to your door a super box i might add chpobrand.com baby doing it for the people get as creative as you can we're loving this if anyone can top leo ranks last year hats off to you So, shouts to your boy Jason, you put the part out, the ball got rolling again, and now, I mean, it's about 14, 15 years later since you filmed that part. At this point, does it ever feel like a job, or is it still the funnest thing in the world, or is it somewhere in between? Well, yeah, it's a job, for sure, and it's a job I love doing. You know, I I, I think um, when you're a little younger, you want to avoid that word, but that's what we're designed we're made to do is work you know we gotta we gotta work for a living and and work hard and um i'm just fortunate enough to be able to do what i love for a living and that's my job and i think the hard part about it is staying inspired to skate you know if you do it for a long time you do anything for a long time you got to stay inspired and you start comparing yourself you know comparison's a killer and if you just you stay inspired from other things that help you like skate that's where i kind of look for inspiration like from my peers or from people doing art or music like that's that's what keeps me going and till this day you know like i still like i I don't skate every day like i used to but i skate you know four to five times a week and and that's like you know at 38 you still got to find where your inspiration is coming from you know so your trio part had one tic tac in it 
and your time to shine part was absolutely tic-tac free meaning you're one of the cleanest guys in the game <laughs> was that a conscious effort on your part for your time to shine or you just got it like that not a conscious thing it was something um that's how i wanted to land mm-hmm. oh yeah so it's a conscious thing that's what <laughs> i want <laughs> yeah. um yeah i i think um I at the time to shine I wore I rode my trucks a little tighter. So if I didn't if I landed in Tic Tac I'd have to do it over. Mm-hmm. You know. In Trio there was one Tic Tac. So is that the switchback tail switch flip out? Backside foot, yeah. Okay. I was watching so, me yeah. and Safer were talking about that yesterday. I'm like, yo, he has a Tic Tac free part. And I was like watching them all looking for him. And I'd watch the time to shine first because I thought it was that one. And then I was watching Trio just now. And I'm like, fuck, he might have two of them. Uh, and then that one clip came and I was like, God damn it. Was, that the, was, was that the last Was that the last trick? I don't know. Was it the last trick? I don't think it was. The switch back no. tail, switch back side flip. But I think it was in the middle. Oh, that was in, yeah. in true blue. With the That was the last trick. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. Others, yeah. yeah. The, the Trio one was... Uh, I was trying that. For, I th- I think I was like my daughter was b- like born a week before that, wow. and so I wasn't I wasn't sleeping, <laughs> and I remember going there struggling, and I was like hour two trying that, and then I landed that one, and the cops came, and I was like yes okay I that's the way it's meant to be. <laughs> you gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go. What what was that one on? I'm trying to remember it. It's just like a ledge over some grass, I think. Yeah. Oh, like okay, a parking okay. lot style thing. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Man, tic tac free, man. That's In what we vans, all strive yo. for. Woo. Yeah. I've never I've never heard that. You're the first person that's ever said that to me. Tic tac yeah. free. That's crazy. Not I gotta go back and watch one, it now. <laughs> so everything is clean. You're gonna dog. watch it and like be nervous that you're gonna tic tac <laughs> even though <laughs> we told you, know you, you didn't. didn't. But it, it, like sometimes <laughs> when we watch a part and like try to see if that happens like you just watch this part and you're like oh yeah. fuck there's one i was yeah i was i wouldn't say let down because i was two full parts and one tic tac but i was like imagine he dropped two that'd be crazy <laughs> man I, I think like yeah there's some people that i grew up you know like quim cardona like he can do mm-hmm. like a a kickflip over a wall like over the brooklyn banks and tic tac away and it looks sick yeah. yeah but some people it just doesn't look right <laughs> And there are certain tricks that will make you more likely to tic-tac, but man, you got it, man. Too yeah. clean. Like backbreakers. Thanks. Like in your one part, I forget. I don't even know. I just watched all of them today. Like so much Tim Tim footy, but you did like a, a switch back lip front 270. At the end of a line. Yeah. But you didn't tick, but your foot moved and it almost looks like yeah, one. Yeah. That one was crazy. But that that's technically no tic-tac. No tic-tac. Clean. Man. Damn. You fought Damn. your way out of some tricks on that too. I forget For what sure. trick you did on the the like stage ledge in Barcelona, the like the small the small ledge with metal, but that one was close too. What trick was it that you did on that? Switch back uh, when you, like nose grind big spin out. Yeah. 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 Tic tac yeah. free, man. Damn, tic tac free. That's a thing, huh? Who else has one? We call it no tick. No tick, yeah. yeah. We used to play games no of tick. skate where you weren't allowed to tick either. Yeah, yeah. That's a good way. Damn. To get better at it. That'd be cool to have a list to see who's like had a tick free, tick free part. One of the craziest ones, we talked about it with uh, Mark Suchu when we had him on too, but one of the craziest parts was his search the horizon part because I think it's like five minutes mm-hmm. and he's doing all those backbreaker tricks like back nose blunt, like 270 the hard way and stuff like that. Zero ticks. You should watch that one again too. It's damn. It's yeah. pretty crazy considering some of the like 
backbending shit he's doing. And the long lines he does. Yeah, but you're in that elite club, man. Wow, honored. <laughs> Your trio intro was a sneak peek into fatherhood. Is that really what we have to look forward to? <laughs> and how do you balance your family life and skate life these days? Yeah, that's just, that was that was like, I'm going to say I came up with that idea because it was, I, I tripped out how to go skate with having a family and a kid was like, I had this whole other morning before I go skate. And I think that was kind of like, let me show these guys, like, I don't just wake up and chill. Like, I'm I gotta mm-hmm. do things, you know, before I, that's like a whole another thing before I go. That's where kind of, that kind of came from, and balancing it is a it's a it's hard, you know. It's it's um every day is different, every week's a little different, and the kids keep you on your toes, you know. It's never. I always thought fatherhood would be black and white. Like I think I can handle it, you know. Like when we come up to these situations, and and then it's like oh the gray area. Like I don't okay, I got to talk to my kid about sex now. And that's, okay, let's go for it. You know, I don't know <laughs> how she's going to respond, you know? So it's like, <laughs> it's funny. It's it's super fun. It's like every feeling at once. It's like difficult, fun, and exhausting, you know? And skating's a tough thing because you're used to like being out for days on end and not worrying about what time you got to go home. And now I bet sometimes the sessions are cut a lot shorter. For sure. But I think... With working with New Balance and stuff, it's uh, I kind of have a little more leeway now. So, with the the wifey knows that like all right, I'm out I'm out working. Like, we we kind of set up like our week. You know, like this day, she knows that like a lot of tricks don't go down until right before sundown. I don't know what <laughs> it is, but like <laughs> that's like there's the golden hour with lighting, and then you finally figure out the spot and it all lines, and it's like and then you race for time right before the sun goes down. And that's mm-hmm. usually how tricks go down, you know? Dude, I love the golden hour. <laughs> I just hate when it, when it passes you by and you're still trying. You're stuck in the dark <laughs> and the VX light comes out and you're like, you're not going to be able to see this fucking trick. I'm going to still do it yeah. anyways. <laughs> We're stubborn, man. Yeah. We, we want to do it. <laughs> so you dropped a dope part in the decline video, True Blue. Correct us if we're wrong, but it doesn't seem like it was a video where the team went out on a bunch of trips together to film for it. Seemed like everyone did their own thing for the most part, but it still came together great. Do you prefer filming for your project on your own or doing trips with the team to get parts done? Um, it depends. You know, I think the decline part was I skated really different from everybody. Those guys were jumping, skating handrails. So, and I would go on those sessions and just hang out and stuff. But I I couldn't skate those things. So when the filmer had time, like, hey, I got a spot, let's just go here. And it, and a couple of guys would come, some won't, you know. And we did, you know, a lot of that was just filmed in Southern California because we didn't have a budget to go on trips, you know. Mm-hmm. We got to climb the budget. So we had to like do what we had to do at home. And But uh, that whole experience was really fun because it really pushed me to like, because I, I wanted it to be successful, like any project, but there was no money behind it. So it was all up to you in a way to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was, it was a challenge on that end. And, uh, but I prefer, I prefer being with friends skating, you know? And it's fun to have somebody like trying to get you motivated to like, you, you can do it, you can do it, you almost there, you know? So 
it's always good to have a community behind you when you're trying something for sure for sure um yeah that video i don't know what it is but it's always like at the top of like my recommended <laughs> and like it's that video James has Hardy so book. many views it's such a good video but it's yeah. like i mean decline wasn't like the biggest shoe company or anything but i, I thought that was such a sick video but and i want to say underrated but it has so many views that i feel like it actually was more successful than i would have anticipated right my man uh blake carpenter with the switch tray 5.0 that's insane you're you're right between blake carpenter's switch tray 5.0 then your part and then james hardy jumping off buildings (laughs) (laughs) the team was all over the place and then jaws (laughs) (laughs) it was an eclectic team for sure and uh, Kevin Barnett and Don did a really good job of like just kind of having a vibe and a feel for it so they killed it so it's just like how um, Rob G said in Danny Montoya's reason intro you prefer it loud and all the homies hyped on the sesh huh yeah for sure that's that's how we grew that's how I grew up was with watching them you know mm-hmm. so they brought the hype and that was my introduction to filming was being with them being with a group of guys and so I was always like, if we're going to go skate somewhere, like, yeah, more the merrier. Come, come exactly. hang out, you know, be part of it, you know. Sick. Make some noise. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not too long after the video dropped, it seemed like Decline packed it in. What was the transition period like between Decline and New Balance? And then how'd you end up linking up with the New Balance guys? So Decline, when the video came out, it was Decline's like 10 year anniversary and Todd Swank put 10 years of his money into it and it wasn't being profitable wow so it was it was his you know it was his decision to cut it and unfortunately I felt like it was premature because we just came out with that video and I felt like the shoes one thing were were really good um it took a while but we had a friend of mine Paul Kwan who came in who's head designer now at at America but he came in and really got us to the right manufacturer uh, him and uh kevin Furtado, i should say they really changed the shoe quality and the shoes got good and then the video came out and then there was a good you know sales behind that and then he was like i'm tired of waiting to see if it's going to do anything and so he pulled the plug and uh i think we were all um, surprised by that because we just came off this project that we all worked hard on and I don't know how long the period was but I think it was maybe maybe six months after I Levi Brown who from Element you know I traveled with him forever he became the team manager and I'm like hey man I'll just rep let me get some shoes you know and that's how it kind of started I think it was like a six month transition and uh, I think everybody from Decline hit up New Balance. <laughs> Everybody's like trying to find something, you know. Yeah. But yeah, six month transition. And then I've, I like getting shoes for a little bit. And then, you know, Seb, who does New Balance Numeric, he's like, just kind of came at me with like, here's a, here's a contract. What do you think of this? And I was like, at that moment, I thought I was done. I was like, okay, Decline didn't work out. Uh, I'll just I'll just rep New Balance because Levi's there and he's my boy and I was you know doing I was doing odd jobs to like pay for pay the bills and everything and then he's like here's a contract and I was like oh okay 
you know, here I go. I'm still going. Yeah, those guys have like extended my career longer and stuff. So, wow, that's so sick. Cause yeah, I feel like going from a smaller brand, shoe brand like Decline, to then getting on like one of the bigger ones is it seems rare. Like if anything, usually it's the other way around. Like you'll be on one thing your whole career, and then your career starts to slow down. And it's like okay, let me hop on this smaller shoe brand on the way out maybe and extend it but you got the reverse dope treatment <laughs> so sick <laughs> the legend treatment yeah. man that's <laughs> so true because i thought like you see it you know you see like people reaching for skating still like how can i keep this lifestyle and like i'll take what what's there you know mm-hmm. and um it's funny because most of my skating career when i was doing time to shine and all these other video parts like i didn't really have like a a proper shoe company backing me and so now that i'm going towards the end of my career it's like oh now i have the backing you know so <laughs> the most stable home you've had 38 yeah. years young baby yeah that's right that's right that's what's up so what's it like being a tm and rider at the same time okay at 38 it's probably one of the best things because you don't have the pressure like it's up to me like my goal is not necessarily to film this another video part. If I do, it's a bonus. Mm-hmm. But my goal is to make sure these guys are doing what they need to do, you know? And so it takes a lot of pressure off me. And it's funny how it works because I want to skate more now, you know? Now the yeah. pressure's off and I'm like, oh, now I can do whatever I want. And that, that I think, what's making me, like, still been able to film, film clips and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's great. Warming up at spots has got to be a little bit easier now, knowing you don't have to necessarily do the hardest <laughs> trick you got, but you can just enjoy your time, huh? Uh, for sure. It's a different perspective, and I like to give shit to all the kids because, <laughs> hey, go, go do something, man, because yeah. I've already been here. I, I skated here <laughs> 10 years ago, you know? So. <laughs> oh, I already nollie front heel switch crooked that, yeah. son. Come on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't bother trying that one. <laughs> No, I was just I was just in Chicago like uh, about a month ago, and I haven't been been there since probably like two thousand one, and I got to go hang out in the city and skate, and I was like, man, I've been here. And then when I got home, what's that account? Classic Clips. Someone someone sent me a line of me skating the spot I was just at, and I was tripping out because I don't remember wow. skating the spot. <laughs> And I was like, okay, yeah, see, I've been there. I've been there. See, I, t- I told you. <laughs> so New Balance just dropped the Tad Tim Tim NM213. Tell us a bit about the design process and how hyped you are to have this baby on the shelves. Oh, man. Truly honored. I wanted something just very simple uh, that can get dirty and look good still. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I slimmed up the collar a little bit just to give it um, a little more slim look and the 213 is just a classic tennis tennis court shoe with a toe cap and um it had a suede toe cap at that too so you still got your your board fill and everything and it the color was just like an off-white sand color and i've just been feeling that color a lot so yeah um there's nothing i don't know it's just a simple shoe that i think looks classic so i hope everybody likes it you know wait wait did i hear you say tennis Cause yo, your boy's been playing tennis this summer, so 
Might have to hit you up for a box, you dig? <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure. We'll get to, we'll get you guys a box for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, because we're this is a Vans podcast. We're a Vans so podcast. But on record, we're gonna have to refuse the box. But off record, it might be. I mean, I think tennis. <laughs> if, we're, if we're on a tennis court, hey, the New Balance stock is high up here in Toronto right now after what Kawhi did for us. So. Yo, that's real shit. I've been it's seeing those fun guy shirts everywhere. Boardman gets paid everywhere. New Balance is doing well on the East Coast. Butt man gets paid. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> wait. Question: Since uh, you work at uh, New Balance and you're a Lakers fan, have you ever met Kawhi? And if you do, are you gonna try and like? psych him out because you want the lakers to beat them (laughs) (laughs) no i've never met him he i I, you know what though i growing up here clippers have always been the underdog so in the back i've always like rooted for the clippers too you know i'm lakers by default but the clippers like Mm -hmm. man i always wish they would do a little just because they're same area i guess it's la yeah it's la you know so i don't think i think there's a few of us that feel that way i don't know how much but I'm like Clippers are looking strong and especially off the bench too. He's still got Lou Williams coming off the bench. So we'll see, we'll see how this, 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 this year goes, you know, did you say we, I said, we, (laughs) it's LA. We as in LA. Okay. They're moving out of the Staples center soon. Anyways, they're going to be their own entity. Just checking. Just checking. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. So our boy, Antoine Aslan, He's on the New Balance squad. Um, can you give him a raise and a signature shoe, or what's the deal with that? Just as a, a, a mellow favor to, to us at the bunt. Antoine, let's see that video part, man. Where's that oh! video part at? Dime, dime video's coming, man. It's coming. That's right. That's right. Dude, Antoine's the best. He's like the most consistent person I've ever seen. And, uh, he, dude, we got to get him a shoe for sure. But I want to see a video part first. Yeah. I'll see a video part. <laughs> yeah, he's a fucking businessman these days, slash the best, most consistent skater, like you said. But mm-hmm. I'm sure he's got some bangers I'm up sure his sleeve too. for the dime video. Oh, for sure. Can't <laughs> wait. Can't be skating around Tiago that much and not be dropping your own bangers, man. It's true. Damn. <laughs> so true. Eleven episodes later. And summer's over, and now we're struggling to find some new fall kits. I don't know what to do. Reggie, you better get your ass to Brixton.com and find yourself some gear that's done proper. You know I'm heading over to Brixton.com, but I'm trying to hear the ghost's top picks for fall 19. Well, for you, I'm thinking the reverse five-pocket denim, Carlos short-sleeve polo, and while you're at it, grab your wifey a Samantha tank top. You heard me? But you really can't go wrong with anything in the Fall 19 collection because you know it's done proper. Keep up with the latest from Brixton, at Brixton on Instagram, and at BrixtonMFG on Twitter. So something we always do around here is ask our guests to take us behind the scenes on some of our favorite clips of theirs. Take us behind the scenes on the Switch Back Lip Shove in True Blue. Um, behind the scenes, there's not much of a story. I just did a switchback lip shove out. No, <laughs> no, I thought, uh, I think I, I did, uh, I did like a ollie over like, uh, what was it called? Wheelie grind. 
switchback ollie overs. Mm-hmm. It's like a low C grind. That's what it's called. Low C yeah, grind. Low C yeah. grind. And then I wanted something to back it up, and uh, my boy Ricky filmed a fisheye from the front, and I think it just kind of added to that spot because I really like how that spot looked. So that was it. Yeah. Yeah, that clip was filmed super dope, and I don't think. I'd ever seen that on a rail or at least like in a part, like on a, on a handrail type of thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely love that clip. I, I'm not much of a low C guy, but oh. I think I like that one more than the, than the other one. It looks super clean. Thanks. And then your switch back heel down the double and seven year glitch. Ah, mm. oh, man, let me think. Oh, okay, yeah. Cause we were getting kicked out. So if you look, you can see the security guard standing on the left side of the frame and he's like, you got one more try and then you got to go. And I was like, all right. And that was like the the one more try situation. And I actually landed it. And I was tripping out because that's, ha- that's never happened to me ever again. You know? Oh, no, it, mm-hmm. it did happen to me one more other time. On that red flat bar? On the bar? red flat bar. Those are the two. Yeah, you, damn. Yeah. You, I watched dang, that. did your homework. We watched that today, yeah. <laughs> um, and then that was... And then I think Shane O'Neill did it. Like... Uh, 10 years later and then uh and then t- trey williams just did it in his last video part so oh hell <laughs> no they coming eh? they no, need to do their homework. Do these, homework these primitive april dudes need to do their research come on shane <laughs> come on shane Tra- Trey. trey's newer in the game maybe a little more understandable but shane come on you know better than that dog. <laughs> no one pays attention anymore man oh no, i know hard it's to crazy. too hard to keep Hectic up so, out yep. there Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then switchback Smith, switchback 360 on the curved ledge. I don't think I've ever seen that before. So that spot, all right, behind the scenes, I've been trying that for a little bit. I think, like, for that whole, like, summer I was trying it. And I remember uh, I heard Kenny Anderson was trying it. And uh, I saw him, and we were hanging out. And I'm like, hey, I heard you've been trying switchback Smith, switch 360 out. And he's like, yeah, I heard you were trying it too. And I'm like, I look at him, I'm like, I'm going to do it before you. And I did it full serious. I was joke, like being sarcastic and joking. And I, and he just looked at me like dead, like did no expression. And I was all, I'm just kidding. He's like, okay, that was it. Oh no. <laughs> Shit. Um, but that spot was, it's kind of like a, it's in the hood. And I remember that morning we pulled up super early. Like we got there at like eight thirty nine o'clock in the morning because we kept getting kicked Damn. out. And I was like, I just want to do it so we can bail. And we roll up and there's a, there's a pimp slapping his hoe right on the bench. Like, where's my money? Like classic, like, where's my money? Bam, slap, where's my money? And we we're just sitting there like, do we call the cops? What do we do? You know? And she goes, she sits down on the mm-hmm. bench, she's crying. And then he gets up, puts his arm around her, they make out, and they walk away. And then what? Wow. And then I go and try the trick. I was like, okay, this is so weird, but... <laughs> That's insane. That was, yeah. Wow. Trippy. Hey, that shit was butters, and uh, this isn't quite the same, but I just, I just need to remind P-Rod that you were out here. You popped it off first. He did it in the last couple years, and I don't know if he thought he was innovating, but... Yo, Chad tempted him, switch back Smith back three. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Did, uh, OG. Did he send the clip to Kenny or what? Oh, he saw it. He saw it. <laughs> when it came out, when it came out, he saw it. <laughs> For sure. 
Yeah, he's got a really nice switch backsmith. Oh, yeah. Switchbacksmith back when he... Oh, the best. He's got a really nice everything, man. Yeah, Kenny true. Anderson. Fair enough. Uh, that's why his nickname's the perfect man, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. <laughs> Can you tell us the uh, story of the time you got on Stussy? That was... That, so, Bill Keller, who was the sales rep, that hooked me up in the beginning, he knew Robbie, who was becoming the team manager of Stussy, and Robbie asked Bill Keller, he's like, hey, who do you think we should put on? He's like, I got this guy, Chad Tim Tim, he'd be good. And I was super young and um, Stussy was, you know, right in the next city over. And But growing up here in Southern California, Stussy was rooted here. So everybody, I don't know, and are you guys in Toronto? Is that where you guys are at, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know how Toronto yeah, yeah. was, but Southern California was like Stussy everything. And so like when, and it always had a good name. And I remember like, damn, they're putting together a team. And so that's kind of how the connection started. And those were like, being part of Stussy felt pretty elite because at that time they, you know, they had money to spend and we would, every every international place we went to, it was top, top everything. You know, we were, we were treated very, oh, very yeah. well. And uh, yeah, it was like some of the best, best times of my life. Yo, I read in an interview that like the day they told you you got on you like got in a fight with some guy in the kitchen or something though oh yeah so at my work at captain jacks i got in a fight <laughs> so a guy a guy uh one of the guys in the kitchen kept messing with me like kind of joking around and so yeah he it was a friday this guy kept messing with me it was busy at work and uh it just it just escalated he kept picking on me and so I was like, all right, man, you keep messing with me. Let's go. And then he said, no. And then, <laughs> and then I turn around and I just see a fist come around like, boom, just red everywhere. I get hit smack in the nose. I'm bleeding like crazy. And then we just go at it. And I, and I hit him in the, uh, in the mouth and I hit his tooth cuts my hand. And from there I get, my hand gets super infected, like really infected, like swollen to the point where I couldn't touch the tip of my fingers. Like I, it was so, oh, yeah, because yeah, the human mouth is like, what was it, mm-hmm. 10 times dirtier than an animal bite, you know? And so I was hospitalized because they had to drain it, but I was like, it was moving up my arm, like the swelling, it was, it was crazy. And so they're like, we haven't seen an infection this bad. And so I remember like sitting there in the hospital and then Robbie from Stussy calls me and he's like, hey man, how you doing? I'm like, man, I'm doing really bad. I'm in the hospital. <laughs> my girlfriend just broke up with me Shit. i feel horrible and he's like well how about you ride for stussy and i was like yeah whatever cool you know i didn't even care <laughs> but yeah damn but that was the backstory did you get that dude good though at least it sounds like he fucking got Cheap your shot, nose man. and your hand yeah he uh I, I cut his mouth pretty his tooth went up into his lip like his tooth came forward oh, and went up and sp- split his lip and he he ended up good. Good to hear that. Unfortunately, he got deported, but it was it wasn't. I didn't want that, but it sucks. He was gone. You know, I never got to see him again. Damn. Because of the fight, like he got into trouble with the cops. Yeah, or something? because he was there on probably a work visa, and you can't you can't do that. You know, you can't you can't be getting Damn a fight on a work visa. So he got he got deported. Yeah. Wouldn't wish that on him, on but. But the uh, the sucker punch is whack, so I'm glad you at least got him in the lid. I knocked him back to his country, you know what I'm saying? No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Oh. 
Jeez. Had to throw that out there. So like we said earlier, we just had Scott Kane on the pod last week. Another Long Beach local. You have any stories of Scott from back in the day? Man, Scott Kane came in. There's an El Dorado skate park, probably one of the worst skate parks in Southern California. And it was Scott Kane, Darrell Stanton, and Evan Hernandez. And Scott and those dudes would skate the tiniest rail down a bank and they would learn every <laughs> single trick. And Scott was like the the you know, he was the one pushing it, doing kickflip backsmith, kickflip nose blunts on this tiny rail that was horrible. And they would learn it down this rail and then they would go take it to Silmore, they'd take it to Hall at Beverly, whatever they'd go, and they would do it out on the streets. And I'd sit there and watch this progression, like, dude, these kids are killing it right now. They'd just learn it and they'd do it ten times in a row. I'd watch them do it ten times in a row, and then all right, let's go. And they'd drive to the spot. And then he would and then he would do it there. It was amazing. You know, he was wow. he was so ahead of his time. He'd switch heels front and nose to mm-hmm. a handrail. You know, two thousand four or something like that. It's just like it's crazy. He it was amazing to watch his progression and he definitely like came in fast and um such a good guy. You know, it was unfortunate what happened to his mm-hmm. ankle and everything, so but I mean, dude, he yeah. dude, he inspired so many rail skaters to do crazy things, you know. He said that was the only trick he didn't learn on that rail, the switch heel front nose cuz it was too small. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he talked about that little rail a lot in the interview. We need a picture of that little thing, man. Dude, it's on his Instagram. I need to check that. He uh I don't know, he posted like some old ass footage from on that rail. I forget what year, but I swear it was like 2001 or something mm-hmm. and he did like a bunch of tricks and then he does cab back lip fakie and then cab back nose blunt to regs like he was insane and i don't know if that was like before kalis and the dc video but if it was 2001 it's pretty close i think that was not trying to start anything actually (laughs) but but damn that's sick uh thanks for the insight on one of our favorite skaters scott Mm -hmm. but back to you what's next for chad timpton man uh right now just trying to be a good father uh, we got a New Balance video coming out in December, so I will have some some footage in there. But it's going to be centered around Tom Karangelov, Jordan Taylor, Davis Torgerson, and so that's like damn, so yeah, we that's our that's what we've been working on the last year, and so we're going to release it on Thrasher December, I think sixteenth is the date still. So that's what's next. Sick. Yeah. We'll be slapping uh, Davis Torgerson in fantasy football around that time. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> please do. Please do. <laughs> he needs it. Yeah, we'll get an interview for him around that time too, man. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll get him on next season, 100%. But uh, hopefully Antoine comes through. I'm sure he's got a secret last part that you don't want to spoil the surprise. But uh, <laughs> I'll stay on his ass. I'll stay on his ass up here in Canada. Yeah, don't stay worry. on him. Y'all know what time it is. It's Rapid Fire with the Ghost. And this week, we brought to you once again by Locale Trading. The new Sour Solution drop is en route from Spain and will be in stores next week, including Working Class, Premier, Seasons, Five Points, Burling, Civil, Orchard, and a whole bunch more. Sour is available in only 40 stores in the U.S. and Canada. So make sure you hit your local to find out if they'll have Fall 19 available. Because if they don't, get on their ass and tell them the ghost sent you.
All right, Chad, let's get this popping, cuz. All right, Chad, rapid fire time, you dig? All right. <laughs> let's make it pop. Favorite skater? Guy Mariano. Favorite video? Mouse. Favorite video part? Guy Mariano's part. In Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite style? Okay, Guy Mariano, Kenny Anderson, Heath Kirchart, Dandre Hobel, uh, John Cardiel. That's a sick mix. It's a hell of a combo, yeah. Which skater had the biggest influence on the way you skate? Guy Mariano, Mike Carroll, Justin Reynolds, Danny Montoya, Rob Gonzalez. Sick. Most talented skateboarder on planet Earth? Like right now, I'd have to say Ishad or Louis Lopez. Like those dudes are very, Oof. very talented. Yeah, can't go wrong with either of those. Favorite trick? Tray flip. Or learning a new one. Like that's always still fun to me. Hardest trick for you? Kickflip. <laughs> Yo. You want me to emphasize? You want me to emphasize? <laughs> I just can't. I can't do them the way I want to. And I see so many people do really, have amazing kickflips, and I don't got them, but I yeah. like them. Took we, the words out of our mouths, man. Yeah, we can't all be blessed with that Brian Herman flick, unfortunately. Oh. Damn. Yep. Most illegal trick. Nolly Smith. <laughs> Five O to switch crook. Oh. Uh, He's cooking. Benny Hanna, pressure flips. I hated pressure flips because they wore down my tail. <laughs> so if you only got one board every so often, pressure flips sucked, you know? They wear down your tail. Yeah, that's it. That's it for right now. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, 5 switch crook is like my all-time favorite, oh, yeah. like, illegal trick. One of the worst. <laughs> yeah. Anything, I think, like, a lot of tricks that go to switch crook, like whip slide as well. It's just not very pleasing to the eye. Yeah, and yeah. Appleyard has one of the best trick selections and styles in like the history of skateboarding, but then he'll break out the 5-0 switch crook once in a while, and I'm always like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite clip you've ever gotten? There's a line. Okay, I got injured on a pop war trip. We were doing two months in Europe, and I punctured my kneecap. Oh, and I had, to, I had to go home early. Yeah, I fell off a hubba and I fell knee first onto and on the ground, but there was a little rock and that went right through my kneecap. So oh. I, had, uh, I had stitches and I healed pretty quick, but I remember I got a line at the Belmont ledges in these red high top vans and I was like, remembering like that was the best feeling because I just came off this injury and that was the first thing I filmed. And I was so stoked on how I did it. So that was like one of my best feeling tricks. Sick. Do you remember what the line was? It was a uh, switch heel, back tail on the first ledge, come out forward, and then nolly flip on flat. And then on the, se- on the last ledge, nolly 180, switch back 5-0, shove it. What? Damn. What? Yeah, that'll feel good. Yo, where's that clip, yo? Yeah, what was uh, that in? I think Matt, oh, I think it was a popware tweezer teaser. <laughs> I think it was in that. I'll I'll I'll, sh- I'll send it over when I find it though. Yeah, hell you yeah, need that one. It's beast. Damn. What's the gnarliest trick you've ever witnessed? Ryan Johnson's kickflip over that wall, that gap. It's like his last trick in um, Seven Year Glitch, and he kickflips from a wall to a wall over a gap, and it's. One side, if he misses, there he'll get impaled by these like poles on the ground, 
and then the other side he kind of he kind of lands and rolls off into the bushes and it's like if you ever see it it's like I, I would say it's like 15 feet high the wall so it was just to witness as a kid it was it was like one of the nicest things i've ever seen stuntman Damn, shit that sounds insane and yeah. he definitely was one of the gnarliest dudes he was insane dude yeah. now that i'm watching all those old on videos ryan johnson pops up a lot man it's yeah. so dope yeah <laughs> i gotta get on that what's the one trick that got away well it comes to mind i think i wanted to for the end of time to shine there's a gap to ledge in downtown la the flagpole it's not the famous gap to ledge but the flagpole one and i had a in my profiles i did a switchback tail on it and i had like a popware ad doing a switchback tail on it but i wanted to try to switch heel to it and Damn. i remember it was like the deadline of the the video and i think the pressure just got to me and um i think i only tried like i think i got into one like switch like gap out switch heel back tail and then i just couldn't get myself to get there again mm. and that was the one that got away from me that was the one i always wanted to do that's dope. That would have been sick. You should uh, finish that. 38, thir- 38 years young, baby. <laughs> What's the biggest bunt you've ever witnessed? <laughs> I would say Raymond Molinar. We were at the Clipper, <laughs> we Clipper Ledge, and he wanted to go there to kickflip tail slide it. And, Damn. Uh, and I remember he was super nervous. He was young, <laughs> and, and uh, he could do it. Is the, the funny thing is this, that Raymond Molinar is like one of the most talented skaters that you'll never see. He's that good. Mm. And we go there and I remember him like just so nervous and we had a photographer there. Um, and uh, I think he threw out like three and like didn't even get close. <laughs> and I remember the photographer like, dude, it's right there. You got it. And he just like looked at him <laughs> and walked away. And that was it. That was like the <laughs> biggest flail I've ever seen. I was like, oh, I guess he's not doing it. <laughs> Damn. Damn. That would have been crazy for that him. That would have been an insane clip. Because, yeah. like, that's, like, gnarly for him. He's, like, more tech and, yeah. Mm-hmm. The Zero Boys had to make that pop. John Alley. Yep, that's right. What's the last new trick you learned? At Cherry Park, I did. Oh, I've been doing, like, back when he knows grinds. I, whatever, I just, that one's always harder for me. So, that was it. Sick. <laughs> Nothing special. Nice. What's your dream job after skating? This is my dream job. I think after skating would be to just be a stay-home dad. <laughs> not do anything. <laughs> Hell yeah. Love it. Favorite local brand? There's a, there's, there's a lot of people doing it. There's come to mind, there's this company called Banks Journal. They make really good clothes. Uh, there's a store here called Port that make really good clothes that I like. Skateboarding, I really like... Um, uh, that carpet skateboards, like I love what they're uh, doing. That's sick. What, yeah, dude, with their with doing their own screening and everything, like that's like I love that. I love that they're taking a different approach. So, big shout out to those guys. And I love weekend skateboards and love sick skateboards and like just like people I know, you know, that are doing it and hustling. So, there's more, S- but lots of love to give. We'll see how he does in a sec when it's a. Uh... Time to flip the script. Yeah. Favorite local skater? Jose Pereira. He still rips, still got a good style, but nobody will see it. It's cool to see (laughs) in person, you know? Yeah. What's the one sponsor you regret riding for? Oh, there was this 
headphone company that was these guys provided headphones for all the major airlines and they were paying me money to wear these headphones but they never did anything escape they were supposed to like have this marketing behind it so i think like that never did anything so that uh, that just comes to mind you know that's a dope check i'd take that any day <laughs> yeah i was like all right yeah <laughs> <laughs> um favorite teammate ever I say I say Justin Reynolds, Rob G, Danny Montoya, those three right there. And then uh I gotta keep it. Levi Brown. There's too many, man. There's too many. <laughs> uh once you start naming multiple, that's when you get in more trouble because yeah. then they're like, wait, where was I? Yeah, why didn't you oh, make sure. the top five? <laughs> <laughs> Worst teammate ever. I'm good friends with him now, but Richard Mulder was hard to travel with because <laughs> I was so young, like 1920, and it and he's from like he's from a place where you know they they have the gift of gab, and if if you made fun of him, he would ruin your life. And I remember going on, I I remember going on trips just being made. Fun. I remember I had like two zits on the side of my temple, and he used to walk around and go, "Hey, what's up, Frankenstein? How you doing?" And it just it would just ruin me. I was like too sensitive at the time, so he was hard to deal with. But I love him now. Love it. Worst company. I think I think the companies that just come in thinking that they can be part of skating when they shouldn't be. Those are the worst companies, you know. I'm gonna be really broad on that. <laughs> <laughs> worst trend. Uh maybe tight pants. Maybe Oof. that was a bad trend. We were we were uh going against the grain, going against the, the denim on that because the boys couldn't breathe. You need room to move. So <laughs> some some people had them tight too. For sure. <laughs> Worst style. I'd say Danny Montoya just for being bald. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I love that. Oh my god! I didn't see that coming. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> How dare you come at that Nolly Hill back nose blunt? Damn. You did it frontsided. Maybe that's why he's getting back back at him for taking you out backside. <laughs> he took me out. <laughs> Last person you want on the sesh? Uh, dude, my wife. <laughs> dude, the last time she came out, she just happened to be in the air and came out skating. It was a bump over bar. And she was out there, so I kind of got a little cocky. And I didn't really warm up. And I tried to ollie this bump over bar and I didn't even get the nose over the rail. And oh, I went no. straight, I went feet overhead, landed on my side and I couldn't skate for like a month. I have whole like kidneys, back ribs were all bruised. I was done for about a month and a half all because of her. Oh, so. Jesus. <laughs> oh, because God. of her. Damn. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Damn. All right, y'all. That's going to wrap up our interview with Chad. Thank you so much, man. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it. Enough love. Appreciate you taking the time. Enjoy the rest of your beautiful Cali night, man. Thank you. I will. Do, I will. <laughs> <laughs> and keep those no tick parts coming, man. Yeah. Not too many of them. Damn. Thank you guys, man. Honored. Pleasure. Yeah, Welcome back to the post office. Brought to you by our good friends over at Time Bomb Trading. 
And this week it's all about Quentin Tarantino's collabs with none other than Stance Socks. We're talking socks from three all-time great movies, Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, and Kill Bill. You gotta like at least one of the three. Head down to your local skate shop and get yours before it's too late. Ants, cue the music. It's time to get into some of these emails, man. You've got mail. All right, first up, we got an email from Jeff Smith. What's up from Virginia? Growing up in Toronto, did either of you ever see Drake rolling around the park in his wheelchair? Also, how much has his terrible music affected the skate scene? Does blasting his hot garbage at a spot ensure a quick kick out? Love the show. Uh, I saw Drake once back in the day before he blew up. I only knew him from Degrassi at the time. <laughs> and he was chilling next to a nice car that was probably his. Fucker. Anyone who <laughs> listens to the show or has been for a long time knows that I'm not a Drake fan. Fuck, it was annoying when he dropped that one album and every Instagram edit, you, oh, yeah. Wade, Cody, you name it, you guys are all making fucking... What a time to be alive. Oh, I don't miss those days. Dude, it's funny though, because in our crew, half the people like Drake probably and half of them actually hate him. It's uh, not as much Drake as you would think when we're all around each other. All right, next up, we got an email from Sanchez. Yo, Bunt Gang, not sure if it has been mentioned in past episodes, but I wanted to know what you fellas think about Virgil Abloh. Backstory, he had an exhibit at the Museum of Contemporary Art in Chicago where he says he's been inspired by skateboarding and had a photo of Shiloh Greathouse in the exhibit, but he tagged Stevie Williams on Instagram saying it was Stevie when it was clearly Shiloh Greathouse. Virgil should be on the infamous Captain Cook list. Shiloh and Stevie are legends in the game and should be respected as such. No need to be associated with a goofy like Virgil who's looking to sell wax shoes to skateboarders. What's your guys' take on this? Damn, unfortunately we didn't get to see that exhibition, so we don't know exactly what you're talking about, but that does sound hella kooky, man. If you're going to cover skateboarding in a museum, at least have your facts straight. Do not support that aspect of Virgil. On the outside looking in, he's also done a lot of good things for some skaters too. Shed some light on skating, so bit of both, man. I never heard of this, so definitely changes my opinion a little bit. Yeah, I don't know much about Virgil Abloh, but from what Donald's told me over the past like year or whatever, you know, he's getting guys like, who'd you say, Lucian? Yeah, he's Lucian, um, Blondie, Donta Hill, one of our favorite rappers, Octavian, Skepta in there, all doing modeling for Louis Vuitton, which you know they're securing a nice bag for that. I think that slip up uh, is acceptable if he's helping men's uh, real niggies cash checks. Like, I am mad at it. All right, next up, we got a voice note from the one and only Mitch Barrett. Let's take a listen. What's up, Seifa? What's up, Donovan? It's Mbubu. I uh, just had a question for you guys. Who are the biggest bunters you've ever met and why? Mitch, another legendary question. You know we love talking about bunters around here. In a past episode, we gave you guys the story of our favorite ever, the Black Label Bunter, a legendary guy from Toronto. So I think we're going to have to hit you with a different one. And lucky for you guys, we got one. You definitely won't know him, but we could paint a picture for you, man. Richmond. I don't know why. He's from Richmond Hill, right? Yeah. Uh, we called him Richmond. Might as well have called him Bunter. He was the good homie for a few years there. We love skating with him. Got nothing against him as a person, but God damn, could he bunt with the best of them. He used to always try and do nollie back big spins without even hitting his nose off shit. I don't think he's ever commit to a single trick in his life. 
The best thing about Richmond was that he wanted so badly to get these good clips, and he just couldn't convince his brain to try and land on things. I remember he would try to back 180 just about fucking everything. ING7, he landed yeah. 90 on it one time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> even shocked himself. Commerce 10, he would fly down that. But my favorite story of Richmond is from Moss Park Underground, little six-stair rail. He was trying to ollie over it. He could have basically rode over the rail. But I remember he came up to me. He's like, Donald, if I don't commit to this next one, you can slap me in the face. <laughs> so you know I slapped the shit out of that bunter. He didn't even oh. come close, man. But Richmond, if you're out there, we love you, dog. And he landed some tricks at Dunbat and shit. Actually, yo, it all came back. He actually never landed anything. But one day we had a bum rush, I think. Yeah. And we hit, remember, um, just a little bit southeast of Commerce. There's the stage yeah. three thingy, uh -huh. the fountain. Remember, he actually nollied big spin that in a bum rush. Everyone lost it. It was like he probably fucking he fooled himself. Had a boner or something. I don't. I don't know. Like it was probably such an out of body experience for him. He actually rode away, and there was like a crowd there that went buck. Um, so that was, yeah. Richmond, nothing but love, and thanks for the entertainment over the years. Definitely raising his jersey to the rafters of the Bunter Hall of Fame. <laughs> All right, next up, we got an email from John Metz. Life advice. 12 years ago, I watched one of the first epically latered with Dustin Dolan, and he said he hated people who wore sunglasses on their hats. <laughs> he spoke. We all listened. What's the best one line life advice each of you can give the people? Go Boise State, Idaho John. One line of life advice. This one's coming from the wise mother of mine. She told me, if you're not early, you're late. And that stuck with me. And sometimes I'm fucking late, though. Uh, I'm always late. But now it makes sense why you're so mad at me when I'm always late. Because you're usually on time. <laughs> this one just came across the other day. Shout out Dom Henry. The episode had just come out where I kind of got a little harsh on Sebo uh, Walker. But he texted me uh reassuring me that it wasn't too harsh and he appreciated me taking the time <laughs> and he said and because in the roast i was saying like you're too skilled to be doing that whack shit he said to me with great power comes great responsibility and i just love that quote for like skating purposes when you got like over a hundred thousand followers and you know the kids be looking up to you and you're doing those dusty ass whack tricks just spreading them to the next generation with great power comes great responsibility, Sebo. Clean it up. I love that one, Dom. Very, very wise. All right, next up, we've got an email from Jacob Bray. I was thinking about the Sebo Walker creative skating question a bit more. I don't really mind it, but I guess it isn't something I would seek out either. Overall, I thought the new Skate Rats video was great, and I want to know if you guys saw Travis Harrison's part. His skating is in a similar vein as Sibo's, but more tasteful in my opinion. Are there any tricks you've encountered that sounded horrible on paper, but looked dope once you actually saw them? One of the tricks in Travis's part is a back willy nolly laser on an off ledge. Woo! I was talking about that <laughs> trick with a friend, and we both thought it looked sick. But if someone had asked us our opinion on it prior to seeing it, we both agreed that we would have thought it would look disgusting. Keep killing it, guys. All right, so that sounds absolutely disgusting. Give us 10 seconds. We're going to watch it and uh, be right back. Okay, so we just watched Travis's part. 
finally got to the back Willie Laser heel. Wish you had have told us it was at the very end so we didn't have to watch the whole damn thing. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I kind of like that kid. He was cool. Obviously, some tricks were not our style or not things that we would film or necessarily put in a part if we were editing it. But hey, that's the creative part, I guess. Kids got skill for show. That trick, the, the Willie Nolly Laser, was probably as clean as you could do it, but it's still disgusting so as far as tricks that are whack on paper and then look good can't really think of too many because usually you just see the trick you don't read about it first <laughs> that's a good point dog all right next up we got an email from jacob hibblin not a question but i just want to say thank you for the podcast i just started listening and i'm so happy when i see all the episodes i haven't listened to yet lots to look forward to it makes my soulless government job so much better Completely lost my shit in my cubicle several times during Caswell's episodes. Fucking love what you guys do. Jacob, man, that's why we do it. It's for you guys, the listeners. Appreciate you writing in. Yeah, usually we don't answer emails that don't have a question. We just wanted to give some love to all new listeners. Of course, the people that have been rocking with us since day one. Doesn't matter where you hopped on uh, the wagon, but we got love for all listeners. But you new listeners welcome and uh, keep spreading the word man let's take over this shit all right next up we got a voice note from the local legend joel scullard the man who keeps both of our heads nice and clean with the fresh cuts let's take a listen a barber to the stars yo ghost d jones it's your boy jay skull i've just gotten all caught up right now on the dom henry episode which is live as hell shout out dom it's a mad thing in it but yo, what I'm really here for is how the fuck did Rance Sheik think that one of his song choices, Morgan Smith, in the Transworld video Nas recognized was right? Call yourself a skater slash rapper and you don't even get your boy's part or a legendary song name right? Come on, Hevs. It's Morgan Smith in the Blind video, Nas represent. Anyway, now that we've gone to school and class is over, I just want to say a major shout out to you boys, killing it every week. Can't wait to see the end of this season and uh, bring in the fantasy football right. Jay Skulls, man. We couldn't have said it better ourselves. Ants 1 isn't necessarily known as a skateboard historian, <laughs> as we've learned over the years. Sometimes he goes off on a little rant without consulting his boys, but we still got love for you, Ants. That that's that's a bad fuck up though. Come on, Ants. Morgan, your boy, local legend of pain. You got the video wrong. Okay, he may not be a skate historian, <laughs> you your but he's a hip hop historian. Absolutely. And he got Nas's song wrong as well. I'm shaking my head over here, Ants. You got an explanation for the people? <laughs> oh, old Dusty J Skull coming at me heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I deserved that. Uh, I did speak to Morgan about this a couple days after it came out. Do I have an explanation? I guess I do, kind of. I did originally think it was the blind video, but I haven't seen this part in a long time, mainly because I kept trying to look for it and I could not find it for the life of me. I don't know, maybe I just wasn't looking hard enough. Maybe it happened to you guys too. So when I was thinking about that part, answering that question, I went and looked for it again and it said trans world skateboarding. So I assumed Maybe I got it wrong all these years, I don't know. That's why I said trans world, so my bad, Morks. As for the song, I was listening to the Locks Recognize 
earlier that day. So all I was playing in my head all day was recognize, recognize, record, record, record. Anyways, no excuses. Now it's represent. Big up J Skull for keeping me in place. You get me. All right. With all that being said, the post office ended on a low note this week. <laughs> we made a big boo-boo, but we apologize. Antoine apologizes. We still got one more week left. The season finale next week. Make sure you get your emails in before it's too late. The Bunt Live at gmail.com. Welcome back to the Rundown, the skateboard world source for sports. Y'all know what time it is. Inching closer to fantasy football season. We got the running backs, the kickers, and the defense left. And next week's the season finale, so we're going to save the RBs for last, yeah? Oh, hell yeah. Some say the most important part of your team, so we're going to leave it for the most important episode of the season. So what that leaves left is the kickers and the defense. I've been listening to this guy on Twitter who's going around trying to ban kickers from fantasy football. Just remove them outright. How you feel about that? Yo, I got to say, I absolutely love kickers. And when they randomly swing a matchup, there's nothing worse if you're on the losing end. But when you're on the winning side of like a 50-yarder on Sunday night, oh, it's, it's all part of the stress. It's all part of the fun. I do kind of agree. Like, it's the flukiest, like shittiest part to lose a week on. Like, I can't imagine losing a championship on like, oh. a field goal. But it's part of the game, so it's part of the game, the NFL game. So but people it's part do of lose, fantasy. People lose Super Bowls because of kickers. Exactly. So yeah. we got to keep it in fantasy See both too, sides man. of the coin. So being the kicker expert that you are, let's hear your top five fantasy football kickers. I don't even know if I know five of them. This one's coming off the dome. Just kidding. That's that. Just kidding. You know I got my my boys on lock. All right, number one. Everyone loves to go with Greg the leg, mm -hmm. but I'm gonna go with Mr. 50 yards himself, Justin Tucker. Agreed. Baltimore. You know Lamar, he might be coming up short on some drives. Justin's gonna clean up the mess. What I love about him most is that they'll go for like 60 yards almost. There's a lot of teams whose kickers will pull up in the in the high 40s, 50s, and they'll try and go for it on fourth down potentially or whatever, or even punt it. That ain't happening in Baltimore, man. Real shit. At number two, uh, I'll go with Greg the Leg. Cooper Cup is is back in action. I think that offense is just gonna be humming along. Oh yeah. I mean Todd Gurley's a question mark, but Greg, you can't go wrong with Greg at one or two. Number three, actually, fuck. Let me let me switch this. I'm gonna go Harrison Butker number two over Greg the Leg. Yeah, only because everyone's talking about some slight regression from Pat Mahomes. I had Butker last year. It was so annoying how many touchdowns Mahomes got that you ended up actually only getting five or six points and they're all fucking extra points. Exactly. So let's say the, the regression happens a little bit on touchdowns for Mahomes. Uh, you know he's at least getting them in the red zone. So I'm yeah. gonna say I'm gonna say there's a, an uptick in field goals for Butker. So I'll put him at two. Greg the leg at three, and then uh, your secret pick last year didn't pan out. But Garoppolo's back. Apparently that fool can't throw a touchdown for his life, but uh, he'll get them in in the right zone. I'm gonna go Robbie Gould at four, and then I'll round it out with I'm gonna go with. Uh, Kahemi Fairbairn, whatever the I don't know how to pronounce that shit, but I expect Houston to be doing their thing as per usual, and I'll throw him in at number five. I'm pretty similar. I'm gonna go Justin Tucker, Greg the Leg, Harrison Butker, and now I'm gonna switch it up and go Jake Elliott, 
and my boy Robbie Gould. So the only only difference is I got Jake Elliott in there. I think the Philadelphia Eagles are going to be rolling along with all the best offenses in the NFL. Nothing can stop those guys, I don't think. Hey man, I'm I'm all for. If I don't get those other guys, I'm I'm grabbing Jake. I'm on the wagon with you. This is a year where we're Carson seeing Wentz. like so many elite offenses that they're going to be a lot of good kickers available. But those top two guys, I feel like for me, Tucker and Zerline, they just got the distance. Not that I doubt Bucker and not that I doubt the regression, but I just think those two are a little bit higher. Yeah. So with all these high-powered offenses, we ain't reaching for kickers. Maybe reaching yeah. for what? A kicker? Reggie, you see some of these mock drafts, like people are grabbing defenses in the eighth round and like kickers in the tenth. And, like, what I've chill the learned fuck out. over the years, there's always one or two defenses that pop up during the year as the elite defense. Whoever's drafted as the elite defenses usually don't pan out, man. Yeah. So, with that being said, moving over to defense. Obviously, last year, the Chicago Bears were absolutely running shit, causing turnover after turnover. Khalil Mack, pressure in the QB, so I'm going to stick with them at one. Jacksonville might finally have their first year of sustained offense, make it a little bit easier on the defense. So I'll put them at two. Then I'm going to go with Minnesota at three, the Ravens at four. And I'm going to wrap it up with the Texans at five. I like it. I'm going to go outside the box a little bit. And oh, you, you talking QBs? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try and, and pull off some genius Ds with your, like your Matt Ryan pick at number one overall. You know what I'm saying? There's something in the air in Denver. Ooh, I actually agree. Uh, they still got fucking, you know, Super Bowl MVP. What's my boy's name again? Oh, you don't even know. You know him as Super Bowl MVP. Hey, Von Miller. Von Miller. Yeah. Saw him at the Miami Heat game sitting courtside. What a legend. Anyways, I'm going to go with the Broncos uh, resurgence on defense. Getting elite at number one. Then I'm going to go with Jacksonville. I like Nick Foles there. Hopefully they come back as an elite defense. Last year they were a big letdown coming off being the number one the year before. At number three, I'm going to go with the Rams. Aaron Donald still doing his thing. Number four, I'm going to go with the Bears. And number five, yo, I think the Browns are going to be turning some heads on yo, defense. I like that. Pick, Miles man. Garrett. Is that yes. his name? Miles Garrett is his name. Yeah, the forgotten number one overall pick coming in healthy. Hey, they're going to be stacked. You know what the key to a great defense is? A great offense, man. If the other offense has to score a bunch of points and air it out, makes it a lot easier on your defense. And the Browns are going to have a hell of an offense. Well, we hope so anyways. Hopefully yeah. they all mesh together. I think Dallas is going to be uh, flirting with top five as well. All right, y'all. That's going to wrap up this week's episode of The Bunt. Tune in next week. The barn burner of sin coming right into your living room man the people ain't ready for next week man <laughs> we did this interview over a month ago and we realized immediately we had to save it for last can't wait for the people to hear it and yo we gonna back it up with rb talk Whew! barn burner hell of an ender baby the season of ships unfortunately coming to an end